What do you do when someone you love and care about makes a financial mistake that ends up negatively impacting you? Find out today on The Catholic Money Show. As we begin this episode, I want to draw your attention to a really fun opportunity for all of you Texans out there. Yeehaw! <laughs> On October the 21st, 2023, um, the Diocese of Tyler has asked us to come down and lead a live workshop of our Money Together program. Mm -hmm. It is from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and there is going to be child care provided. Um, so if that's something that you need to arrange, go ahead, get your ticket. That'll be something that they'll have accommodations for. Um, and why don't you tell a little bit about what our Money Together class actually is, John? Money Together is our workshop designed to help couples be on the same financial page. So, I mean, it's great if you've been married a while and you still are trying to get on the same financial page. And it's really great if you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. Might as well start out strong and make finances something that bring you together instead of drive you apart. So you can learn more about this live session of Money Together at WalletWin.com slash Tyler because it's for the Diocese of Tyler, Texas. And if you've missed this, maybe you're listening to this in the future, uh, you can go through money together anytime in the comfort of your own home at walletwin.com slash money together. Bada bing, bada boom. But if you happen to be in the vicinity of Tyler, Texas, I actually think it's technically Flint, Texas is where the event Ooh. is going to be held. Please join us. We'd love to meet you, love to see you and help you and your uh, fiance or your spouse get on the same page with money. Mm -hmm. All right. So speaking of the same page. Oof. That's what we're talking about today. Nothing like ripping the page right out of the book, <laughs> like a major financial snafu or yes. mistake or error. I could go on and on. Do I need a thesaurus? But when you get a funny, a weighty financial mistake in the middle of a relationship, it can bring out some really intense emotions and intense feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've been there, done that. We're going to highlight two couples that we've actually gotten to to work with and kind of counsel through their um, financial situations. And then we're going to lead people through what are some practicals of actually how do I work through financial forgiveness when something happens? Mm -hmm. And I say when, not if, because something will inevitably happen. Absolutely. And yeah, it'll happen. It will happen. All right. So before we dive in, I'm going to just give... Um, some details. I've changed names. Of course. To, for the anonymity. Names have been changed. <laughs> Protect the identities of the innocent and okay. guilty. I can't say that name apparently like in Finding Nemo with the sea anemone. I can't say anonymity. <laughs> Anonymity. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. So... Um, Two different examples, and the outcome was was different for each of them. But it, it could have been the same had had we not gotten to coach the second couple. Um, so the first couple came a little bit late in asking this question for us. Um, they were married about five years, and they ended up facing a really significant financial crisis because the husband got into day trading, and he ended up draining their entire nest egg of $30,000 that they had saved up to, you know, start a family, buy a home. Over the course of about a year, it kind of just was leaking out slowly. 
And um, there was a lot of emotional turmoil when this happened and was found out. There was major trust issues and resentment began to to crop up into their relationship. That is the point in which they reached out to us. And there were so many other things now that had happened that this was now just the tip of the iceberg. There were, uh, if to use medical lingo, mm. some comorbidities. A lot of comorbidities. Right? Exactly. Right. Yes. So this was not just uh, superficial. Mm-hmm. The cut ran real deep. And there were some arteries severed, <laughs> if we want to continue on <laughs> medical language. Um, unfortunately, this couple did end up divorcing because they just could not recover from this breach in the relationship. Um, had we been able to work with them sooner when this had happened, uh, maybe they were maybe. would have been able to work through it, but they just did not have the skills or the language or the um, know-how of okay, how do I actually back up from this and how do we restart and build healthier channels of communication? How do I actually forgive you for this seemingly in my body is telling me unforgivable Mm. mistake, you know, Uh, versus a second couple that we did work with. And this one, we got to kind of step alongside them much sooner in in the the situation. So they were married about um, 10 years And they faced a similar crisis when the husband lost his job, wife was a stay-at-home mom, to about four kids, and husband was too ashamed to tell his wife. So she had already kind of been on his back about, you need a raise, we need a better job security, you know, like Mm -hmm, we're not mm -hmm. bringing in enough already for what our family's needs are. And he lost his job, felt really embarrassed, so he just started going going to work, quote unquote, every day. But really, it was just going to coffee shops and looking up the next job, applying for jobs, um, but not getting anything. This was kind of a, um, when things were really wonky this a couple of years ago. under back. the radar in secret. All under the radar in secret. Um, just was not finding anything. Little odd jobs here and there to kind of just get a little bit coming in. But um, eventually... I think this went on about six weeks and the lag of finance, you know, the, the last severance pay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the no more paychecks coming in, the, the tracks just couldn't get covered anymore. And his wife questioned, like, what's going on? I'm not seeing any money coming in. And he had to admit to her what had been going on. And that is when we kind of got brought into the situation. You know, same feelings of betrayal and resentment and that that trust was broken, um, but we were able to walk them through how they might be able to recover from this um, and actually build in safety nets so something like this never happens again. You know, that's really, really important here. Like any big breach in the marital relationship, um, there really can always be a way back. There really can with God's grace, but then you also have to change the environment that even set up for this to even happen. And so we're talking mostly about financial and it's not always in a marriage. It Mm -hmm. isn't always in a marriage. I just described two Mm. marital relationships. This could happen between friends. This could happen between business partners who are really close. Um, And so we're going to talk about these skills, but you could employ them with literally any important relationship you have. When there is a breach in financial trust, especially between people that are close and they love one another, it can just drag the whole relationship into the mud like no other. Have we not seen this with inheritances between siblings? Mm. Oh my goodness. 
I think everybody's got a nightmare story they know from somewhere mm-hmm. about that and now how somebody making a mistake or being unfair, it just, it can rip relationships apart. So let's talk about that today. And nice, heavy, light <laughs> topic, oh, whatever you think. <laughs> and these are some pretty big examples, hefty examples. Totally. Financial forgiveness and breaches of financial trust can happen on a much smaller scale, yet still need to be mm-hmm. addressed, apologized for, forgiven, etc. Right? Would even, you say that even there's probably many that happened before these big oh, moments? Probably. Yeah. Probably. You know, uh, the 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 couple with the day trading and and all that. I don't know, but it seems like probably likely that maybe. The one spouse was, uh, you know, probably maybe made some largish purchases without consulting his wife first. Mm-hmm. Things like that, right. you know. Right. Like you, if they'd had budget meetings and looking at their accounts mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. as a team once a month, automatically this would have been seen much earlier. So there were probably things going on, not intentionally, but little things that snowballed into something much bigger. Yeah. And or there's just other there's just smaller things. Forgiving the smaller ones also helps not only the person who made the smaller mistake, but then it helps you create that financial intimacy mm-hmm. and trust with each other, which kind of wards off some of those bigger things. Yeah. So you don't need to wait until your life's falling <laughs> apart because of financial mistake. Right. Or choice. Don't need to go bring in um I guess with a fire analogy, you know, you don't Mm. need to bring in the fire truck with the hose as the house is burning in flames. Yeah. You ideally want to come in as there's tinder or kindling. I got this. I got this. Sparking. You don't need to sit around and wait until your whole house (laughs) catches on fire and then call the fire department. (laughs) There's a little fire on the, on the stove. Great. We're going to put the lid on the pot then and there and take care of it while it's still small. There we go. I love when you finish my analogies in a competent way. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about what are financial mistakes? Mm. How could they look? Sure. They could be overspending. Mm -hmm. They could be spending, maybe this is maybe just a shade different, but spending outside of the plan, you know, different categories and things. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be investment losses, which we talked about getting more and more, you know, debt that's maybe not even known about. Mm, Sign like up for a, a credit, credit card, card, things like that, yep. a mm-hmm. line of credit, whatever it is. Um, it could be a yeah, secret buying. Could be gambling. It could. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. And some of these are, are a mistake. Maybe, you know, f- misplacing a bill and then forgetting to pay it. Uh, yeah. And you got sent to collections. Yeah. And it's that's, embarrassing. That's uh, <laughs> not that that's happened done. to us. Um, <laughs> um, it can be a mistake. Just, yeah, a human and error. And it's like, boy, I really bit it on that one. I didn't even, wasn't even trying to make that happen. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're more conscious choices. Getting sucked into the day trading, signing up for the additional credit cards, things like that. Mm -hmm. So some are mistakes, some are more acts of the will. Yeah. So would it be safe to say then that, you know, a good bit of just financial mistakes are just kind of rut row, you know, that was unintended. I didn't think through it. And this just negative consequence happened. 
and we're just humans. And so things like that happen mm -hmm. versus there could be some financial mistakes that creep into the venial sin or possibly even the mortal sin category. You know, you Certainly. took the entire family paycheck and you went down to the casino and you gambled and lost it all. And so now your family can't make the mortgage payment. That's mortal sin. True. It, yes. it just is because it's very dire and mm -hmm. extremely serious. Yeah. And then the line where you're going to cross into into venial sin all you know i'm not reading anybody's souls i'm no padre pio no but but yes that is something to consider especially when it is an act of the will right and so the reason i brought that up is more just when we get into that healing stage mm. confession ought to be part of the, the remedy if Absolutely. you will or i mean in some way i don't know i'm no theologian or anything so I don't, I don't know what I'm saying is right or anything, but to a certain degree, I mean, like negligence or incompetence to a certain degree, I think then becomes a sin. Oh, yeah. If it's absolutely. putting others in, in a bad spot. Yes, yes. Like you were just so aloof, not paying attention to your mm -hmm. bills. Yes. At a certain degree, so. it turns into that. Mm -hmm. uh, a one-off because you just didn't sleep because you had a newborn different level of culpability than maybe this, this. The ninth bill yeah, in it, two months that we have exactly paid. so you got to look at the context mm -hmm. <laughs> um so when something was one of these happens mm -hmm. there's a financial impact negative one yes a negative impact now yeah a, a negative financial impact um but that's not the only impact mm -hmm. and unfortunately not the only negative impact right there's the old bank account, and then there's the old emotional bank account. Possibly the harsher one when it draws into the negative. There really isn't the a line of credit. and the fees are <laughs> steep. <laughs> there is no overdraft protection. No, there is not. <laughs> there is only copious amounts of of bringing in the gold to go ahead and write this negative balance. <laughs> True. Some ways it can be easier to recoup and recover maybe a financial loss or a financial breach that happened mm -hmm. than it is to do the emotional side of things. And I think that's where the breakdown often happens for people um, is in the emotions. And I think mm -hmm. two things here for the person who has been breached against and the mistake has happened and now you're kind of dealing with. This person made a, a bad decision or maybe a malicious decision, yeah. whatever it is. Um, just use poor judgment. Coming to the conversation with a little bit of empathy to try to uncover and discover the motives that led to this, the context that led to that is really important. It'll go a long way for you mm. instead of just coming in swinging or coming in with an accusational um, question. <laughs> I've been been in this situation and I know it's never helpful. Um, you know, if I come to you about something in our marriage and I'm like, how could you ever have thought that was a good idea? <laughs> mm -hmm. That just automatically stokes the fire. I'm yes. now making this bigger. I'm escalating it instead of coming in with a little bit of help me understand what was going on that mm -hmm. led you to believe this was the right move. Cause think about it. You're, wounded here emotionally because of this choice because you and this other person like each other at in some degree friends coworkers, business, business partners, partners spouses mm -hmm. whatever it is so you 
you trust that they are, they want to at least look out for you. They want what's good for you. Perhaps it was out of that. You know, maybe they, they misplaced, they threw out the bill or whatever because they, you were coming home and from a weekend away with your friends and wanted a nice clean house for you or something. And they just goofed and trying to declutter threw Mm -hmm. it out. Or the investment losses because, well, they were trying to, you know, get a little bit extra and provide for the family. There's yeah. a, a and you know sometimes it's oh yeah I was a, a stupid mistake and I got whipped up in the moment and gambled you know like yep. there's other there's reasons where maybe it, just, it wasn't out of a good place but sometimes it might be yeah but it goes a long way to try to just understand what happened even if they don't have a great answer at least you help them clarify it verbally and then you know and understand it a little more thoroughly you have then, to remember we're not angels. We aren't. We cannot we can't read each understand other's minds. The, cons- the full consequence of our actions before we take them. True. Right. So Huge even difference. if maybe I did try, maybe it was out of a good place. Well, it still went sideways. <laughs> right. And so that is the person maybe who's been feeling that who's feeling the negative repercussions. But then the person who made the mistake, um, this is a, a just a moment for, I forget the exact quote. I think it's St. Augustine who said it, but something about on the way of perfection, there's three foundations, humility, humility, humility. Hmm. I, I'm butchering the quote. Yeah. But our culture loathes humility. <laughs> humility has been tossed out. It is like no one wants to be made humble. And that's why praying the litany of humility is so challenging, at least to people in the in in Western civilizations, mm-hmm. um, because it's just not a value anymore. Um, but in in our Christian life, this is a tremendous value, um, and so this is going to go a long way for you in coming to the conversation, not defensively, not trying to justify your actions, not trying to explain it away, not trying to blame the other person for how they put you in a position to make this decision. Humility, 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 mm-hmm. ownership, smallness, humility. That is just going to be a posture, not of weakness, but of true strength of I hurt this relationship and I hurt our money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm coming to right that wrong and I'm going to take complete ownership of it. You really can't heal this unless you are willing to just be humbled and a hundred percent own your responsibility and role in it. Yeah. And if you don't, it's just never going to truly heal. It'll, it might scab up for a bit, but then it'll come back. It just will. So John, let's just talk through. So we know that when something like this happens, resentment, anger, mistrust, um, they are all friends and they bring in all their other buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Conflict, tension, you know, rage, all the things. They just um, like to go ahead and keep finding all the buddies, all the vices to rally rally the troops around. Um, but the act of going through forgiving and asking for forgiveness is just the repellent. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like the the way to just get a clean start that we can begin building from. 
So let's actually talk about the act of forgiveness that needs to happen here. Before one goes into this act of forgiveness, you do, not to an excessive degree, but you do need to spend some time understanding what everybody's feeling and thinking and all these things. Some folks like myself. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> I like to jump to the forgiveness. Oh, instantly. Because I'm the one who needs the forgiving. So I want to get it. <laughs> I don't want to be in any sort of a dog. I just, I feel bad that I made you feel bad. Sure. And so I just want to get through it and get, get it over with and get back to good stuff uh, to life. And But then but if, you, then, then if you're married to it. a melancholic. Oh, then it's like. No, 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 no. <laughs> All I need is five or six sentences succinctly describing the situation and how I'm feeling. And then I need you to repeat it back to me. And now I'm ready to proceed. There we go. <laughs> so you might need to do something else. And then that's very important, though, because we want to make sure when the apology happens and when forgiveness occurs that it's it's good. It counts that everything kind of not got drug up, but that we, we got it out there and now we know what we're apologizing for and we know what we are forgiving. Yeah. And the consequences, you know, we might think, oh, they're just mad at me because of this. But maybe in this conversation, you discover all these kind of fringe things that it's brought up or it's maybe made them afraid of something. And so just being able to include those things in your forgiveness conversation is mm -hmm. really, really important. Yeah. Well, the first part of it is going to be apologizing. Mm -hmm. You need to really apologize. Sometimes when the kids are fighting, uh, like either they know they need to apologize or we tell them, hey, you should probably apologize. And they go, sorry. They scream and they sass yell. a sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know if you are. But you need to be sorry. Yeah, you, you do. You really do. You know, we need to have a um, a sincere contrition. Mm -hmm. uh, so you really apologize and avoid in this apology. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Avoid the phrase "I'm sorry you feel that way." Hmm. That's one of the absolute worst phrases that exists <laughs> out there because you're just you're not even apologizing for your actions you're just apologizing that this other person has negative feelings and i understand where it comes from and most people that use it don't understand what it means but that's what it means they're there it's it's like oh i apologize but it was actually a smoke and mirrors and they never owned what they did instead of i'm sorry you feel betrayed and are upset with me because i blank because blank blank spend all of our life savings on jelly beans. Um, it would be, I'm sorry that I spent our life savings on jelly beans without talking about it first, which made you feel angry and betrayed. Right. I'm sorry I betrayed you in that way. Yep. Yeah. So true contrition, a real honest apology, naming the things that you did. And then on the receiving end of that, just understand that you can forgive somebody without condoning what they did. 
Hmm. I think a lot of people get locked up Mm -hmm. in lack of forgiveness, thinking that if I forgive this, it somehow means I am giving it permission or I am okay with it. It doesn't mean that. It means that you are truly forgiving another person. And again, we can forgive because we have been forgiven and we can't forget that, that foundation and understand that in this conversation, it might be the first time you extend this forgiveness, but then in your heart, it might be a process of really continuing that forgiveness journey, if that makes sense. For some people, it's not a light switch. They can say it. And then as time goes on, it's going to get sink deeper and the roots are going to be there. But they have to continuously, melancholics specifically, reject the harboring to, to go back and nurse the grudge or replay the wrongdoings or rehash the injustices. Those are always from the devil. You need to boot them to the side and constantly come back to choosing forgiveness for this person. So I've got a question for you. Me coming from me, who's someone who I am the light switch and then asking someone like you, who is not. If, if something happens and that's all, all everything we just said happens and there's the apology, how do you, can, can you say, I forgive you if you're not all the way there? I think so, because it's kind of like getting the wheel in motion, Hmm. if that makes sense. It starts it for those slower temperaments, and then they need to to get to the end of it by just continuing to stay in that space, Hmm. renewing that Mm -hmm. forgiveness and going back to that resolve. Yeah, and that's the blessing of some of the temperaments that are just a little bit more light switch, a little bit more quick to go ahead and and feel those feelings and move on that's a that can be a tremendous gift um but yeah i think it start it is a sincere yes in that moment but they need to be committed to it and seeing it through and not entertaining those ill will feelings when they come back cuz they will in some temperaments they will come back and try to undo what's already been healed um and another thing about forgiveness here is that I tell the kids this all the time. You know, when you don't forgive your sister, you know what? Your sister, who maybe was a bonehead in this situation, she's off having a good time right now. You're the one in your room crying and nursing all the grudges. (laughs) Whose life is most wrecked right now? (laughs) You, in your unforgiveness. And it doesn't mean that what she did was right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. And I'm going to go have a conversation with her. But you go through the process of forgiveness as soon as you possibly can. Ask God to give you the grace to forgive as quickly and as speedily as you possibly can. Because when we are unforgiving in our hearts, it is like a toxin. It is like black mold. It mm. just destroys us. It eats us up from the inside out. It's not a place we are, where we're supposed to stay. And so if we are harboring unforgiveness, I mean, Jesus talks about this all the time. He says, if you've got a problem with a brother, you go figure it out. I don't know if that was Jesus or if that was St. Paul in scripture, but essentially like, don't come here and make your act of charity. Like you're putting in your tithe check for the week, Bo, but you're nursing all your anger and resentments towards your husband. Uh-uh, I don't want that gift. Go figure this out with him. Mm-hmm. Forgive 
and then come back. He says that. So we are not supposed to stay in a place of unforgiveness. If anything, we can forgive somebody else for our own sake so that it doesn't eat us alive, Mm -hmm. truly. Even if it ends up dissolving the friendship or dissolving the business partnership, it still, it still needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You need to actually begin that process of forgiveness and choose it and want to extend forgiveness because otherwise it'll just eat you up. Yep. Let alone the whole forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against right. us thing. We just go in again and gave God our own measuring stick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the act of forgiving, the act of actually, you know, it includes that apology. It includes receiving and then saying you forgive them in return. Um, and seeing that perspective from the other's Uh, from the other's eyes and their standpoint, cultivating empathy for one another, assuming, oh, this is something you're so good at, John. Hmm. You give the benefit of the doubt. You are so good at this. Hmm. I am a suspicious person who is never willing to give the benefit of the doubt by my nature. Everyone is out to get you. (laughs) But you know what? Everyone is willing your A good amount of time, they are. No. No, no. It... I have to work on that, but a little bit of coming to the table, not with excuses for someone's behavior, but giving the benefit of the doubt and not just racing to conclusions is really helpful in these situations as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've, we've done, we've done forgiveness. Now, now here's the real work. How do we rebuild? You mm-hmm. know, there's been such a breach. It's really negative. It's stirred up not only financial losses, but emotional ones how can we rebuild? We need to patch up whatever allowed this breach of trust to happen. So if, you know, opening up cards or whatever, you know, if there, whatever activity is going on, like you need to build in ways where there's no secret stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to... What about cards? Like credit cards and such, you know, opening up extra credit cards that you don't know about. Okay. So like you need to patch up whatever allowed you to get to that point. Got it. You know, fix some of the systems, et cetera. Uh, I think one of those is just going to be improving your communication. So the amount that you talk and (laughs) I don't like to communicate. (laughs) I used to joke. There's a group of us that used to joke, but this is before John and I were married. Then whenever we saw Jonathan, he was always racing around like he was running to the next super important thing, but nobody knew what he was doing or what he was up to. I did. Because he never told anybody anything. Don't need to, probably. (laughs) And you do the same thing in our marriage. (laughs) I know. So it's like, no, I'm constantly helping you. Take your own medicine. (laughs) You've grown. You've grown significantly. But you need to communicate. You probably need to do it more often. You need to do it sooner. You need to be honest, even when it's going to make you look like a dope. Because you can either look like a dope or you can look like a dope who's trying to hide it. Mm, Better. You'd rather look like a dope. Yep. Yeah. And so that open and the honest communication alongside, just like you had said, identify some of those practicals. Like, do you need, have you merged bank accounts? You know, if you're married, do you have one checking and one saving? Mm -hmm. Are you, if you have a credit card, are you both on it? 
These are just really simple logistics that are going to help cut down on those types of things. If you're business partners, are you both able to log into the bank account? Mm-hmm. Are you both actually looking at, um, you know, your profit and loss statements and your budget? These are just yeah. small ways to go ahead and nip in the bud something else that might happen down the line. Mm-hmm. Or if you're married, are you both part of the budgeting? Are you budgeting? And are you both part of that process? Yep. And it's not, oh, well, I need mommy now to look over everything. No. Nope. But it's not doing it as a team got us into a spot. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to do it as a team now. Yep. Exactly. All right. So fixing some of the practicals, getting those lines of communication opened. And again, I think the the monthly budget, there's just so much wisdom in it because once a month, you're redoubling back onto this conversation. You're talking about money. You're talking about your priorities. You're talking about concerns. You're talking about things you want to do, maybe investments you want to make. You're looking at maybe your overall net worth, your overall situation and what's going on. Uh, what are what things are what responsibilities have come up since the last one? It's just such a practical tool that helps kind of ward off some of these things. Now, as you move forward, um, I would encourage you to come to conversations without digging up the past or bringing on a layer of blame. We're in this situation because somebody just all of that. Just skip it. (laughs) We already apologized. It's not helpful. But you do want to be smart and build in that accountability. And that's where those shared bank accounts and that budgeting process, et cetera. It just goes a long, long way. Now, That's kind of the financial practicals, but how do you build that emotional trust back? Yes, to me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a similar thing. You just got to share yourself more. You know, be a little bit more vulnerable. Uh, I think spending more time together, you know, okay, something's been, there's been a breach of trust. Well, you build trust through shared life. Mm Mm-hmm. You do. And whatever, I think that this rebuilding trust could look different for as many situations as there are. So let's go back to the couple in the beginning. You know, he lost their life savings. Um, An example here would be, you know what? We're deleting all of your day trading accounts Mm -hmm. and we're blocking them from our internet and it's the apps are off your phone. Mm -hmm. And every single week we're going to have a conversation about how you're doing with that. Are you feeling tempted to go back to that? What types of investments that do we agree upon that we could maybe move towards, et cetera? Mm-hmm. And what, what good were you trying to find and address uh, in those activities that maybe we find just better ways to meet those needs? Yep. And what about the second couple, you know, hiding the fact that he'd lost his job? There were a few things going on there. Um But in the rebuilding trust, you know, in this situation, um, the wife was able to realize that, you know, her words about like, you're not providing enough for us. You're not um, like made him doubt his ability to be the provider for their family. Mm. And it contributed. It didn't cause, um, but it was definitely added to the environment. And so rebuilding trust there included her being honest about her financial fears and their situation and her husband being able to receive those without feeling like he needed to go hide something or instantaneously fix it 
etc. Um, and so him going to work was part of that rebuilding trust. And then that monthly budget helped show that he was involved in that process and that, um, you know, that's not something he was going to go back and do again. Yeah. So it's going to look different for each situation, but it's important to rebuild that. And it's just going to take time. Mm -hmm. This is not something that happens overnight, but this is something that happens over a prior series of months, if not maybe a year. Yeah. And if everybody's coming to the table with a genuine attitude and a disposition to love, I think you can work it out and you can figure this out and you can move forward. Bada bing, bada boom. There we go. We talked about financial mistakes and forgiveness. And so I just want to challenge anybody who's listening to think about someone in your life that could maybe benefit um, from this episode that you know, or is there a place in your own life where there's a little bit of financial unforgiveness going on, or you have made a financial mistake that hurts somebody else and you need to have this conversation with them? I challenge you to share the episode or to go ahead and take action on that relationship that you need to kind of rebuild and recover. Even if it's with yourself mm. and your past mistakes, <sighs> maybe you got to sit yourself down and have a talk. Ooh, that can be even the, one of the hardest, mm -hmm. one of the hardest conversations to have of all. All right. So that brings us to the end of this episode. If this episode was a blessing to you in any way, we would really appreciate if you would um, go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Apple. <laughs> Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and can leave a rating or even a review. The five stars are my favorite. Mm -hmm. And of course, share the show in this episode with whoever you know. That is the, of course, best way for more people to find the show. So thank you very much. And until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Walletwin program at walletwin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.